What is good, everybody, man? Welcome back into the Blue Bloods as we continue our FCS Player Spotlight for the 2023 season. And we are joined today by my guy, DJ Nelson, UT Martin tight end, was a first-team All-OVC selection last year, was a Hero Sports and Feel Steel FCS freshman All-American, was named to the Blue Bloods All-Conference um, OVC squad and also was an OVC all newcomer selection and was also named the OVC newcomer of the week on October 2nd last year man DJ appreciate you hopping on the show thank you for having me thank you for having me this is my first interview I'm kind of nervous right now <laughs> nah man hey everything's relaxed here so I, I you picked the perfect show man to knock out your first one man but we talked a little bit about before the show man i, I kind of got to follow your journey man because both of us being from the state of alabama i got to watch you ball out at selma where you played a lot of different positions whether it was tight end wide receiver play some quarterback man you were out there leading the team in like rushing with over 500 yards rushing at one season for you what was your recruiting process like coming out of selma Come out of Selma, it was at first it was slow. Then I met uh, Coach Steele, Coach Adrian Steele. He um he owns a team called um, Gas Crew Elite. And um once I started working with him, my recruitment picked up a lot. Um I heard from schools from South Carolina, Oregon, um a lot of mid majors, but those two was the main power five that I heard from. Uh, and I feel like I feel like COVID COVID slowed my recruiting down a lot because uh, when the time came, um, I was still my mind was set up on South Carolina and Coach Muschamp, and I had grew a, a great relationship with those guys. And about two weeks before signing day, Muschamp called me. He was like, I, I got fired. He was like, um, I know I know this. Like, it was a quick hitter. But Coach Shump here had always been talking to me, and I was like, okay, yeah. Like, UT Martin, UT Martin. I never heard of UT Martin. And uh, on signing day, I was going to I was going to West Kentucky. A lot of guys, a lot of people know this. I was going to West Kentucky. And I woke up. And I had a gut feeling. I was like, UT Martin. I was like, UT Martin. And my, I just went with my gut feeling. Because you know? at, at the time, it wasn't really about FCS or FBS. It was, what can you go? What can you play? And what can you be productive at? You know, I think it's go simple for that. It definitely paid off. And I want to ask, because you played a lot of different positions in high school. Did you always know tight end was where you were going to project? Or did you look explore other options? That's funny. I had a lot of FCS offers to play quarterback. Um and I had FBS mid-major offers to play receiver. Uh, Tanae came about when I first got here at UT Martin. Because <laughs> something he was like, um, like we did like all the freshman testing and everything. He was like, you athletic. He was like, you didn't show this on in high school. I was like, yeah, I, I, I know. And he said, he was like, let's let's put you at receiver. So I came in at receiver, and I gained 15 pounds like the first month. He was like, you ever thought about playing tight end and blocking somebody? I was like, Coach, I never blocked nobody out there in my life. And I played behind Rodney Williams. He's on the um, Distillers right now. And um, he took me under his wing and showed me, like, all the aspects of the game of playing tight end. And it was – it just came natural. It just came natural. I think it paid off looking at last season. But before we get into that, you redshirted your first season on campus, saw some limited action. Looking back now with some hindsight, what was your biggest learning experience during that redshirt season? The weight room. I'm I'm glad I didn't play. I'm glad I I played my four games. But the weight room, that opened my eyes. Like, this this different. Like, these are grown men. Some of them have two or three kids trying to feed their family. You gotta be, you gotta be a dog. You gotta get in that weight room. You if you're not, you're not a dog. You're not in that weight room, and you trying to, you be in that box and block, block guys. 
It ain't gonna end too well for you. It ain't gonna end too well for you. Last season, man, you explode onto the scene. I think week two, you get your first touchdown, 45 yards on four receptions. But then you have, I want to say it was against Tennessee Tech, man, three catches, 95 yards, two touchdowns, and things just kind of took off from there. What clicked last season for you in that breakout season? Uh, I, the off season, um, the off season, I trained hard. Like I pushed my body to limits. I didn't even go home last summer. So when I got out of school, I went home for two weeks. I came right back in the morning and I was like, I got these set goals that I need to get done. And I was like, I got to make it happen. And the I, I worked so hard that the game just came easy. Like the first week, um, I had a few targets. Uh, Dress under threw me on one. Could have been a touchdown, another long one. Under threw it, they got picked. And that, like the next week coming in, I'm, I'm telling Coach Parches, I'm like, Coach, we get in the red zone. I got to have the ball. Like, I, I, I need it. Um, when I scored my first touchdown, it was like, whoa. Like, you can see on ESPN Plus, I jumped up so high because my adrenaline. Then when I when I went to test ball with my teammates, I fell. I was like, oh. And then right around about tech game, everything was just clicking. I exploded. And this. That's the first. That's the first big game of many, most definitely. You have two years at the collegiate level, two rings to show for. As you guys have now won back to back OVC championships, you guys were the co champs last year, man. I talked to Dalen about this last week. The I feel like the FCS playoff committee was just put in such a weird spot because the OVC I think handled that tiebreaker a little bit wrong with the coin flip for you and your team. How motivating was it for you guys that you guys ended up being left out of the playoffs last season? Once we beat once we beat EIU and we was like oh like we just won back to back but it, back to back wasn't really on our mind like oh we it's established now like CMO can say we split but everybody in the OVC knows UTM this is our league and when when they won the coin flip it it shattered a lot of us especially a lot of the older guys because we knew like we weren't done like we 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 on that high like we we around that high we were like okay we're gonna go to the playoffs make a run. And when Coach Sim came back down, he was like, we lost. I'm like, whoa. Like, you just hit everybody hard. It's super hard, super, super hard. But, hey, we got Simo on the schedule this year, and that's going to be the rematch from last year. Yeah, that game is going to be so intense. And, you know, I, I told I was talking to Aaron Webb too. You know, he just transferred to, over to yeah. Valley. We were talking a little bit about it. We were like, man, that first round matchup, the playoff committee should have put UT Martin versus Simo in the first round. That just settle it right there. Whoever wins gets to go on to the next round. That's what they should have done. But you've brought up Coach Simpson a lot this interview. What is he like behind the scenes? We know about his accolades, the standard that he sets. But what is he like with the team behind the scenes? Coach Simp is funny. He's a funny guy. He's a he's a very genuine person. Um, he's a soft-spoken person. Um, and he he care for he care for the guys. I know um a lot of schools like they don't get to meet with their head coach, but you come to Coach Simp office anytime any day and you can sit and talk. Now he he gonna talk now. He gonna talk about three hours. You come now, you want to talk to Coach Simp. You gonna be in there for a minute. But uh, Coach Simp, I love Coach Simp. Um, he took a chance on me. Uh, last year, um, after Rodney went to the league, we had another tight end named Richard. He was supposed to be in front of me, but he got medic- medically DQ. And Coach Simp could have went and got another tight end and, and, and did that, but he stuck it out with me. And, and Coach Simp, yeah, that's my, that's my guy. Tight end coach TJ Minifee, man, he's a younger guy and is coming up through the coaching ranks. What's your relationship like with him, and how has he kind of how has he been this offseason season helping you 
continue to develop as a tight end? What's funny is I wanted, I was on scout team my, my true freshman year, and Coach Menifee, he played, he played DN here. Um, but Coach Menifee, he's, he has a high IQ, a high ceiling. Um, he come in day in and day out and work on getting all five of the tight ends better. He, he don't just focus on me. He focuses on everybody. And uh, it's, he's coming along well. Like, at first, I didn't know how to take it. I was like, bro, I used to play with you. And I used to coach me. I'm, I said, yes, sir. But, like, I'm mature. Like we've been, we've got a a better relationship now, a mature relationship, and we. That's my guy. That's my guy. You know, I know a lot of a lot is made. You know, the media, especially some of the older media, love the older coaches. The more experienced, the better. But I feel like with how recruiting shifting, having some younger coaches on staff to be able to relate to the players is so important. I think you see that with the way that UT Martin's built their staff. It's a really really young coaching staff, especially in a lot of places. Thanks. And so I, I love I love it. I think that's why you guys are successful. Looking at you, though, man, this would be your third year at UT Martin. You kind of went from that All-American freshman role, to now you're stepping into a more of a leadership role. How have you prepared yourself to be more of a leader on the offensive unit and especially in that tight end room? Being vocal. Being vocal, that, that's, that's it. Um, I'm not going to lead by example, but we don't have any vocal guys. So I, I look, I, me and Sam talk like, Sam, we got to find an identity of who we are. Because each year, it was, we had, we'd had a new identity. Like the first year, first championship with Ken Howard, it was the identity was, okay, we can put together a drive. Last year, it was, okay, we're a quick hitter. We're going to score quick. This year, I'm just trying to find an identity for my guys. Um, so I got to be more vocal. And, uh, I'm taking a lot of – I take a lot of heat from the coaches. Um, and that's, that's just, that comes with it. I'm still learning. Uh, if guys late. Um, I tell Coach this on me because I should be calling around you guys up, but it, um, I'm learning. That. I'm dealing with that good. I'm learning. I'm learning. I think that's an important for anyone, like any, especially any high school guys listening to any younger guys at the collegiate level, man, taking that accountability as a leader is huge. And I like how you were like, even though I'm not late, it's still on me to make sure my guys are in are in the meeting and, and weights and whatever. But for you, though, man, dress or win, go in to do his thing at the next level. And so you guys got a brand new set of quarterbacks c- coming in. How has it been for you as a tight end building chemistry with those guys throughout the spring and the offseason? Um. Coming to the spring, me, um, the former quarterback, Kawhi, uh, Cornelius Brown, he's at Alabama right now. We had a good relationship like outside of the field. And uh, it never clicked. It never clicked with either of the quarterback this spring, him or uh, Matt Myers. But both of them are, are, are very good. They're both good in their own ways. And uh, I'm just trying to get to know them more outside of, like, the locker room so I, I can know, okay, how they react in certain situations and how I need to be towards them. And, uh, we had a quarterback, KD. Transfer for Ole Miss. He got an arm, and uh, we still trying to figure things out. And this July, I think this upcoming month, it's, it's gonna click. It's gonna click. We're getting better every day. Man, I watched the film of KD. That kid, like you said, that kid has got a live arm, and he can sling it. I'm really excited to see how he fits in this offense, man, because he has the potential to do something that Dresser was doing in that offense for sure. Right. When you look at your career, man, I want you to compare true freshman DJ Nelson to the guy I'm talking to now. What's the single biggest developmental change that you've seen in your game? Coming in 6'3", 195, to not 6'5", 235. <laughs> <laughs> that, that I, I'm, I'm a different I'm a different animal, man. And, like, I got that taste of success now, and I feel like that, that just lit the fire up inside of me. Um, we, we hungry. I'm hungry. Daylin's hungry. Coach, we all, we all hungry. And, you know, with, with me and Daylin Drive, we're going to 
we're gonna make some shape. We're gonna make because my freshman year it was I was just going through the motion. Okay, well I'm here, I'm here. But, but last year it was I got the taste of success and it clicked now. I, I think that was a big message, man. That getting that first playoff win in 2021, or the second, it was the second win in school history, but the first one for this like group was so big, man. I think it gave you guys the blueprint. It was like, man, this is what it feels like to go to this next level. So I know you guys are looking forward to that. You, you last year, man, freshman All American, first team All Conference consensus. You did a lot of, you achieved a lot of goals for you. How do you follow that up? What are your personal goals for 2023? Be number one on everybody's list. This I don't feel like it's not as tight ends and FCS football better than me. If we've been honest, I know the work I put in, and I, and I know the hunger and drive I got. I don't. I don't feel like it's not. You can't name. You can't name nine tight ends better than me. Okay, they got the ball here there, but you can't. You can't name nine tight ends better than me. Yeah, being at ten, that was good. Um, like, like my mom, she was all happy. She was like, "Why you like? Why you still got a frown on your face?" Like, mom. If you ain't number one, I mean, you losing. Right now, I feel like I'm behind the eight ball. I, I know it's a lot of older guys on there, but after this after this season, my name should definitely move up in the ranks. I definitely was that the Hero Sports rankings for uh, tight ends. Hero Sports had me ten in the nation. Um, okay. I think FCS stats had me like thirteen. So. Okay. Hey. Okay. Hey, I'm, I know working your way up, man, I know being a freshman All-American was huge. You know, we haven't released our player rankings yet, but I'm trying to think. I, I definitely don't think you're 10. I think you're a little bit higher than that. Um, I'll have to send them to you after we get done with this, man. But shifting to some quick hitters, you, I mean, playing tight end, man, you're just getting kind of getting into it at the collegiate level. But is there a current or former NFL player that you try to model your game after? Uh, whew, that's a tough one. Lately, I've been watching – um. A lot of Kelsey, Travis Kelsey, and Darren Waller. Those those guys, there's more of flakes, but they can also stick their nose in the box. And before this season, I watched a lot of um, – I'm going to shock a lot of people. Aaron Hernandez, he was explosive at tight end. He was quick feet, great hands. It, it was everything. There. And then that's that's who I watched right, coming into last season. But now I'm more on Cal Pitts, those type of guys, trying to get better with my routes. And as far as blocking Kittle, I watch a lot of like one-on-one tapes with George Kittle, the point of attack of him blocking. And my fellow peer, my fellow peer, uh, what's the tight end in Georgia? I, I just had on to my tongue. Uh, Brock, 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 Brock Bowers? Brock, yes, I, yeah, Brock Bowers. Um, great athlete, um, good football player. I, I, I've, been, I've been watching him too. I've been watching him too. Yeah, Brock's going to be one of those guys that's probably going to go top 10, even at tight end. I mean, there's only a handful of guys that have the talent to do that. Looking at your career, whether it was at practice or in a game, man, what was your welcome to college moment on the field? <laughs> Boise State, this past year. Whew. Up in Idaho. Um, I, had like, I had a shallow route, and at the time, I'm trying to be cute. I'm not – no mouthpiece in. And just a pump fake, and I went for the ball, and I got hit, and I got, I'm missing a tooth, so I got Ooh. up, I'm got, I got up, my, my, that right there, yeah, mouthpiece in all the time on the field now, all the, all, all the time. This, and uh, <laughs> another one, another one, it was, it had to be Tennessee, because I never played in the, in, the, in the crowd that big, and they had just beat Alabama, so we rolled it up. And I always lead. I always lead us out the tunnel. So I'm like, I get the run. I'm like, whoa! I, I stopped in my tracks. I'm like, it's a lot of people. Like, 
got kind of got kind of sucked. Got kind of sucked. Very sucked. That fan base is something different, even with because they haven't really been. Last year was probably the first good year they've had since like the early like mid two thousands. Man, they were averaging like a hundred and three thousand, and they were horrible. It doesn't make any sense. I can imagine what that week was after Bama. And you guys gave them a good run for their money, man, early in that one. So I know you guys were happy yeah. with that. Looking at your game, though, man, how big of a trash talker are you in between those white lines on game day? My mouth gets me in trouble a lot, especially with Coach <laughs> Temple. It, it, it does. I'm, uh, but I'm a humble guy, though, so, like, I know it. Like, emotions flare, and, like, people, people, like, I don't know. Like, I'll be I'll be vibing like I already don't I really don't say too much uh, for like one game we played Houston Baptist uh, another small LCS school and the sound got after me pretty bad like it got after me pretty bad I almost got a flag in pregame <laughs> yeah it was not Houston Christian man come on yeah that's um, crazy oh no that and I I get it from my I get it from my mom though. My mom, she played ball at the University of West Alabama, and okay. my mom, she's a trash talker. And my growing <laughs> up playing against my brother, like I, I got to, like I still do, I still do to this day. I, it's always competitive. It's always competitive between us two, and that's where it started. It that's where it, back in back in Selma, Alabama, that's where it started. <laughs> hey, but I think it's all good, man. It's like like everyone says, always respect. But in between those white lines, but we can't be friends. Like it's just that's just how it is. I played O line, so. Especially like when you got the same matchup all game long, yeah. or we can't be friends for sixty minutes. I get tired of seeing you after like this first quarter. Like I don't want, I don't want to go up against you anymore. But man, look at my dog, my my, my guy uh, J L Skinner from uh, Boise State. We started mm-hmm. the game; it was pretty smooth. Like that's my guy. About second quarter, we mouthed and we face to face. It was like, bro, like I don't know. It was <laughs> it was funny. It was funny. I love it, man. When you look at your game, man, one-on-one with a defensive back, what's the number one mistake they can make against you? Label me label me as a tight end. You label me as a tight end you want to. I'm going to run right back. I'm going to run right past. Yeah, I don't like that. Oh, he's a tight end. He's a tight end. You come up and press me. Come on. Like, <laughs> that's all I'm going to say. You come, come up and press me. And uh, another, they they try to be physical and shoot hands. And like I said, I'm six five, two thirty five. So it's not it's not too much you can do that's gonna throw me off my route. I'm telling you, man. Like I've always said on this show, the best teams, like especially when you look at the best offenses in the country, whether it's in college or NFL, if you have a big tight end that's athletic. It's such a matchup nightmare, man, because you can't put a linebacker on them because, like you said, you can get run by. You can't put a defensive back on them, especially a smaller one, because then, I mean, we know what's going to happen in that matchup. It's just like, what do you do? It's, it's, the, it's perfect. It, it's funny because Tennessee Tech, um, we line up at the goal line. And I caught the fade ball, and Coach Parchett, um, my offensive coordinator, he was, he was asking me, he was like, you didn't work in release. And I said, I was like, Coach, I didn't have to because, like, I'll just throw it up, and I it was easy. It was very easy. It was very easy. Oh man, I, that's the best conversations. With us. Like even playing offensive line, like if you know you're dominating your matchup, they're like, "Man, you need a chip block. You need any help, bro? Just leave me on the island. Just yeah. just leave me alone. He ain't getting to the quarterback. Don't worry about it." So I, I feel the confidence on that one. When you look at your career, excluding P five schools, so we know what it is with the Tennessees, the Boise States. Who are one or two of the best defensive players you've ever had to face? 
FCS best defensive player that I have to face. Missouri State defense is tough. Missouri, Missouri State, yeah, they they're tough. Missouri State's always tough. Um, I'm trying to think because like last year, I want to say it wasn't too easy, but I had I had my fun out there. Um, but this year, I'm most definitely looking forward to play. Um, Seth, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go down there. They won their conference. They had a great run in the playoffs. A great, a great run. Um, who else? I'm ready to go play Gardner Webb. They, they won their conference, so I'm ready to go play those two guys. But the best defensive player I've, I've seen on the FCS level had to be Kobe Perry. Austin P. Uh, I think he he transferred out of Austin P. After the 2021 season, played at yeah Central Florida. Uh, it, yeah, UCF. He went down there. It was. He came to UT Martin, had like 12 solo tackles, like four TFLs and a pick six. I'm like, man, who is this kid? Like, he was all over the field. That's probably the best defense player I've seen so far. Man, I, I, you know, like for me covering FCS, it's always great to see some of these FCS guys go get the opportunity to P5 and ball out like he did. Because I, I want to say he's going to get a shot at the next level. But it's always sad, too, because it's like, man, imagine what he could have done with another year at Austin P or another FCS program. But I, I like both of those picks. Missouri State had a lot of guys. I know uh, Ellis, the defensive end, I believe, is getting a shot at the next level. They have uh, Monte Braswell, the kick returner cornerback, that's doing big things. But I like that you picked out two guys on your schedule. That was my next question is the games you're looking forward to most. Most you picked Sanford and Gardner-Webb. I'm Actually, Sanford-UT Martin's on my list of games I'm trying to get to this year, man, because I, I want to see that one. And Gardner-Webb, they got an All-American safety slash cornerback in Raekwon Ousley, so I'm, I'm sure that's a matchup you're looking forward to on that one. But the final question, man, when you just look at your journey from Selma, getting to UT Martin, being a freshman All-American, you've got at least two more years left at UT Martin. What would it mean to you in just your journey to, in two years, man, hear your name called in the NFL draft or get that professional opportunity? That question right there is just, it just sent chills to my body because when I started off playing this game, it was like my brother, my brother came to me, my going to my junior, asking me to play ball with him. I'm like, no, nah, I'm not doing that because uh, I play basketball. And um, the more success I have with the game, like the the league was never to talk from high school to college. I, I didn't, I didn't play for. It. I played, get my degree, and it, that'd be that. But this past season, my my I sat down with my family, my mom, my mom was like. My mom told me and my brother, my brother, which is a projected starter at Penn State, um, he, he enrolled early, so he'd probably be three and done. And me being here, I have three years left. If my it's it's not about me, it's about the family. If me and my brother named me called in the draft the same year, that's going to be insane, and uh, it's going to give people hope. Um, a lot of people, don't, yeah, I went to high school in Selma, but I'm from uh, Sumner County. We're like the ninth poorest county in America, and just giving guys hope, like the kids back home hope. Um, I'm at a small FCS school, and they look at me like I'm playing at Belma, and like that's that's always uplifting to me. So um, just get, I'm, I do it for the people back home, and for the smaller FCS schools. Is is so real quick, man? Quick follow up, man. Is that the plan? Uh, if if your brother can get three, you know, three and out of Penn State, man, you're gonna go with them that same year. I got three left. I'm gonna do all three months. If he do three and out, we three and out. And yeah, that's that's definitely the plan. Man, I can only imagine the feeling of your family, man, is hearing both of you guys' names called because you're already one of the top prospects, like you said, man. After one 
full season. You're already one of the top 10 tight ends in the FCS. And that's a position that the FCS has had a lot of success sending guys to the league. We saw Tucker Craft last year get drafted out of South Dakota State. And I'm assuming Marshall Martin and some of these guys can get taken this year as well, man. But DJ, I appreciate you reaching out, man. I'm glad we got this one set up for you to hop on the show. But it's all about player promotion, man. Let people know where they can follow your journey on social media, contact you for NIL, man, all that. Uh, my IG handle is DJ Nelson, uh, but instead of uh, uh, oh, it's a zero. Uh, that's my that's my IG. My Twitter handle is Dion Nelson Jr. Um, I have a Facebook too. My my people big on Facebook at home. You can find me at Dion Nelson. Um, my number three three four two one six three nine seven one. Looking forward to any um any 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 small brands trying to hit me up. And I also have a big following on TikTok. A lot of people don't know that. I have like um, I have almost like a million likes on TikTok, like 40k followers. So yeah. Oh, man, more players. I'm tell I'm glad you plugged that because I think you're the first player. We're over 200 interviews on this channel. You're the first first guy to plug a TikTok. Players, if you're looking for, if you don't have any nil, TikTok. now I'm telling you, TikTok behind the scenes like athlete stuff. That is the ticket. I'm telling I'm so glad you plugged that, man. I don't think I've ever said that on the show. That is the key to monetizing your brand right there, man. TikTok is one of the easiest platforms to grow that following. People love it. You show up on people's feed, even if you don't follow them. It's perfect, man. So, DJ, I appreciate you so much, man. I know you're looking to get that third ring this next season. We'll have to catch up, man, before a game when I get when I get up to UT Martin, man, catch all the game this year. But, guys, for DJ Nelson, for myself and for the Blue Bloods, we are out for right now.